You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed can sometimes be accompanied by hand gestures, which your sister may find offensive, but you think are hilarious. There's one in every family. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740, or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Hey, Al, hit it. Yee-haw! I'm not in the camera. Hang on, we got to get in the shot here. I get so excited when we come on live. Well, know? this is radio. I know, but there's cameras here. That's true. I think the boss is watching. What kind of shot do you want? Jack Daniels? A double. <laughs> it's early. You wanted a breakfast beer. It's Saturday. You can have a breakfast beer. Well, they make Caesars for that, eh? You got it. That's See, right. Seize the moment. That's what they say. See. Yes. We got a big show today. We do indeed. And it's so funny. You know, we got the nicest cars and we got the worst roads. What a combination. It's great combination today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about amazing cars and then Ontario's worst roads. And on top of that, uh, our friend Chris Harris from uh, Collecting Cars and uh, the television show you might know as Top Gear will be here as well. I should say, he's got quite a bit in accent, doesn't he? Not quite like that. I know, he's He's not a York yet. (laughs) I tried. He is a Brit, though. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I watched him, and he said, there's no reason to have more than 500 horsepower on a street legal car. Uh, But I think people would disagree with that. I disagree with that. I've enjoyed several 800-horsepower cars that are street legal. Exactly. That's why people paid the big bucks, eh? Well, you know, that'll cost you a half million dollars. I was going to say, how much does a 500-horsepower car cost? Uh, These days, you can get a 500-horsepower car probably for $45,000, $50,000 in Canada. Or to me, too. Oh, hang on. Is that electric or or ICE? No, that's that's a gasoline-powered car, like a Camaro or a Mustang. Well, there you go. You You can get an electric car that does that. No? Easily. Yeah, that, that BMW Electric I had a couple of weeks ago, that was like the equivalent of 500 horsepower. That's like next. That so if you didn't want to do it, you, you didn't want to do electric, you, didn't, you wouldn't want to stay with gas because it's only like $8 a gallon now. Well, no, and, and, and I, I was reading a trade publication this week, and, and it talked $8. about, um, you know, the, the, the issue with these electric cars having so much horsepower and the fact that uh, uh, this is where garage people have to look into because and we're going to get to it after the break, actually, mm-hmm. how people neglecting their service, but how it's going to become even more important because they're taking uh, electric power and electric torque, which is hugely more bigger than, than gas, yes. and they're putting them in a similar kind of chassis, mm-hmm. and, and that's going to stress them out. Oh, there's, there's a lot of considerations there, and, and, and maintenance will be a concern, especially when we've got lousy roads in this province of Ontario. Exactly. Uh, people, we should have a contest. People could call in with their, their repair bill from hitting the worst pothole. Well, that's an idea. idea. <laughs> well, you know, you know what? They've run out of asphalt. We have a customer, and I'm not going to mention his name. I hope he doesn't listen. But he's got, like, a, a little Mercedes sports car and with, like, 40 series, 45 series wheels and tires on it. Yep. And 
he's in once a month with a blown tire or a cracked rim. Oh, um, no. Yeah, in fact, it got to the point. Oh, and now you now the car's old. It's pretty, but it's old, and you, you can't get the rims anymore. Of course. Yeah, so it's been a real challenge. You know, people got to slow down. I mean, it'd be nice. You know, and I tell people, the, the idea is to go around the pothole. They go, yeah, bud, sure, like if you can see it, you know. Well, they, you know, this is the thing. A couple, couple of springs ago, mm-hmm. um, I left the house at 5 in the morning to go to mid-Ohio. We're going to go to a sports car race. Yeah. Really early. It was dark. I nailed a pothole on Avenue Road, destroyed the tire, and destroyed the rim. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you, I, I certainly couldn't see it. No, and it's too late, and uh, and a lot of these cars don't have spare tires. Mm-hmm. So you're you're walking or calling uh, CAA. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yes. You know they have run on the asphalt. So what they're doing now is they're putting. I came along Lakeshore this morning. They're putting pylons in the holes. That's going to help. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, you just drive around it. Sure. So what, so what happened in front of me? A guy hits a pylon. So the people behind are going, oh, I didn't know the bloody pothole was there for God's sakes. I think that's why they call them pylons, because yeah. they, everybody sort of rams up behind your arse, and uh, you got a big pylon. That's I, right. Yep, yeah, arses and arses and arses, of course. <laughs> and people are going to find out today the uh, winner of the uh, $250 SO gift card. That's right. We've got week one's winner. Yep. So yep. if you're listening, go to davescornergarage.com now and enter for next week. Can you get an electric gift card? For you, I'll get you an electric gift card and a uh, morning beer, a be- <laughs> breakfast beer. <laughs> All right, Brian and myself, we'll be back after the break, and we're going to be talking about uh, service and how you need more of it. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max. I'm here with my pal Alan Gelman from Glen Allen Motors, and we're going to talk a little bit about maintenance and something to do with EVs because as we were talking on the break, EVs have long service intervals, and with internal combustion engine cars, you you know do an oil change every few thousand kilometers, but with EVs, it takes a long time for you to need service. Exactly. I mean, you don't have a, a motor that needs to have its oil changed. You have an electric motor that essentially works forever. Uh, but the rest of the vehicle is still the rest of the vehicle. Um, you have brakes, you have tires, you have suspension, uh, lots of things that need service. And if there's no reminder or system set up to tell you, um, then you're not going to go in. And, and I've, this week alone, I must say, uh, I've had three incidents where I had one truck, two cars that needed alignment so bad. And, and I felt bad for the owners because they hadn't put tires on that, that long ago. But Two of them were gone because the alignment was out. Most likely, either they were you know, ignoring the fact that the wheel was cockeyed or they'd hit a bad pothole like we were talking earlier and we will later, um, and the alignment has been out. And, and, and tow, which is the, the number one factor in wear, um, can be out and, and you not necessarily know it. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to feel if the, if the tow is out. And, and tow is, is basically the, the way, the, the degree to which the, the front tires and, and the rear tires are pointed relative to straight ahead. Right. And uh, in racing, we play with tow a lot. But um, on, the, on the road, it's very important. And that, um, you know, it, there are more considerations than that because, you know, it's, it's, it's not just the alignment because there are suspension bushings mm-hmm. and other suspension com- uh, components like control arms and, right. and, and uh, all sorts of, I mean, in the racing, I've broken so many suspension components, I should know them all off by heart. But, uh, you know, th- it's easy to, to let this stuff slide if you're not getting your car inspected or checked every once in a while. Exactly. I, and, and in racing, for course, I always mention to people, you know, every, almost every time you see a guy in the pits, what are they doing? They're changing tires. 
because the tires are soft, they wear out. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's when it's set up, you know, normal. Um, I mean, for, for the most part, I mean, a race car is not being set up to give you extended mileage life on, on a tire. Oh, no. It's for adherence. You want to stick to the track. You want to have a great feel. Um, but there, there's a price to have to be, to be paid for that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've burned through so many race tires. And, and they, you know, for, for me, they just last a single race. Uh-huh. You know, not a race weekend, just a single race, and you got to throw them away. And uh, you know, with with road tires, it's you know you want to extend the, the the life of the tire, especially if you got a, you know a good set of tires. You know, I've, I've got uh, I've got some you know great tires on my personal car, and yes, I'd like to keep them. They're still you know they're a couple years old, but uh, there's no reason to get rid of them. So of course, I'm taking uh, taking care of the cars. I think we have a question from the uh, the uh, the peanut gallery. Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> I like peanuts. <laughs> okay, this is salty ones. Somebody wrote in saying, "Okay, I'm looking to get an EV car." Yeah. What about air filters? Changing that does that apply? Will there be that in that an EV? Well, the new cars have two. See that air- look he's giving me? I like. This is amazing. I wish we were on video. <laughs> well, no, no, no. That's You've a been valid. Told where to go this morning? Yet? It's a valid question. It's a valid question. It's well, a good me, question. They just wrote in. Don't dump on me. Let me explain. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. See, cars nowadays have two air filters. Yes. One for the engine. Yeah, well, if you have an internal combustion engine or a gasoline motor, I know where he's going with electric this motors. Do not have uh, an air filter, and the other filter, of course, the that filters out pollen and dust and dirt is what they call the pollen filter, and which nice. they they started using, I guess, about ten or fifteen years ago. They realized that you know because people have allergies, uh, whatever reason, you don't Especially need to, this year. You don't need to Ooh. have that that dirt accumulate inside the car, if we can keep it outside the car, why don't we do that? You know, we liken it to a, a, a furnace filter in your in your furnace. Um, again, you don't need to have that come in. So it's something that does need to be changed. And if you don't know that there is a problem or that you have one and it is plugged, you will know down the road when all of a sudden you're going, I don't know, it's making lots of noise, but I don't feel a breeze no more. And and, <laughs> that's, and that's uh, what happens. That's Notice exactly how the, it. the mob always comes into this during the show. Oh, they, they get confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, my friend of mine put something up. He has a big old Mercedes, and he was putting, he, he promised us that it was a tree he was taking back to the nursery. But it looked like uh, a body because it was wrapped in. Uh, <laughs> oh no, burlap! Sure it was, Al. Sure it was. Yeah, and you know we make jest, but I got to tell you, I, I had a guy in this week, and I told him you ought to buy yourself a, uh, a lottery ticket because, in fact, his car was towed in because the tie rod end came right out. Ooh, um, that means he, you have no steering at all. Um, so hopefully you can get the car down to a stop as quick as possible. Ouch. Um, and then pull over and call a tow truck. But again, um, it had fallen right out. And again, you know, we, we talk about, you know, hey, uh, they got, got no airflow. Um, there are certain things that there is no symptoms, okay? You won't know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and suspension parts are like that. People would say, I didn't hear any noise. I thought I heard some clicking or banging over bumps, but, but you don't hear that. So this is why you take them in regularly, have them checked, just like you see your doctor once a year. That's right, or sometimes uh, more frequently, like like I do. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to have that. You know, and all of a sudden I have a chest pain and go, "What the hell is that?" No. Give me the thumbs. The flat tire. We got to run. This is the East Corner Garage. We'll be back right after the break with Phil Downs at the Yorkville Exotic Car Show. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. For the first time in a couple of years, the Yorkville Exotic Car Show is back, and we've got Phil Down on the air with us. Phil, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. 
so much for having us on. Bill, we're going to reminisce quick. We were there from the first day, the first <laughs> time, and you bumped into uh, Dave in his Ferrari. Oh, my God. I was driving my 1930 Chrysler down Don Mills, and I pull up against beside this black Ferrari, and I reach out. I said, you should bring that to our new car show. He goes, what car show? I'm Dave Redinger. And we got together on that day, and I'm so proud of you guys. You have supported us every single year from 2010 through all of our live shows, the last two years of virtual shows, and now we're just so excited to be back with you again, and the Bloor Yorkville BIA and Melanoma Canada, we're getting together and we're going back to a live show this Father's Day. All right, now you do have some corporate sponsors. Um, Oro Station is one. Oh my God, isn't that exciting? We're, uh -huh. getting, we're getting a really legitimate new racetrack in Canada, straight up the 400 in between Aurelia and Barry. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a 4.1 kilometer, not only a racetrack, but a scientific center for testing for new EVs, and it's set up for vintage cars. That's very exciting. Yes, Oro Station is one of our main sponsors, along with Corvette, and they're bringing the new C8 racing model mm -hmm. that, they're, that they're using for IMSA endurance racing. Right. That'll be there. And uh, we've also, uh, we're also main sponsor, Drive Festival. Uh, drivefestival.com, September 9th, 10th, and 11th at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. So we're very excited. Yes, those are the main corporate sponsors. Now you're set up. You have nine different stations. you want to explain that a little bit? Yes. Over the years, and, and for everyone who doesn't know, what we do is we close down Bloor Street. We close the Mink Mile. We roll out a red <laughs> carpet all the way from Bay Street to Avenue Road, and we bring in, we've got nine car corrals this year. We've extended down St. Thomas Street a little and uh, on Belair Street a little. And what we do is we have nine specific car corrals. Each and every one of those are sponsored as well. And in there, in each car corral, unless it's open class, for the Ferrari corral, the Porsche corral, we've got lots of Morgans this year. What we do is we try and show the evolution of an automobile make from early models, like an early DB4, DB5 Aston Martin, all the way up to the latest Vantage or Vanquish models to show the evolution. It's, there's nothing like it in car shows in Canada where people can come and see all the evolution of a mark from the earlier cars to the later cars. And what a, what a great spot. I mean, I, I live not far from Yorkville, and it's, uh, it's going to be very cool to see everything there and, uh, and some really cool cars. I didn't realize you're having the, uh, the Corvette C8R uh, race car, and that thing is a weapon. I've seen it on track, Phil, and wow, that, that is a thing. Last year, we, 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 we showed the new C8, and, and, and this year they're bringing the, the, the racing model. It, it, and it is so cool. Those, those, the new C8s are beautiful. But let's also not forget what we're, why we're doing this. And the Bloor Yorkville BIA has backed us since day one, and they allow us to do this. But Melanoma Canada is, is, our, is our charity. We've raised over $420,000 since our incorporation, and all that money goes to cancer research. And if you, anyone who's read the paper over the last few weeks, such leaps and bounds are going forward with cancer research. But Melanoma is a cancer that you know affects 8,700 people last year in Canada. Well, hang on. How many people drive their cars with their arm hanging out? 
<laughs> now, isn't that the point? 64% of melanomas are on the left side of the face. Why? Duh. Because that's the driver's side. And, yep. and, 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 we, and we have uh, a window tinting sponsor called a, a SEG, and they, like many other, they have a UV uh, tinting mm-hmm. that cuts out 99.9% of harmful UV rays. Anyone who's ever had a sunburn could be affected by some form of melanoma, either basal cell, squamous cell, or the, the really tough one to deal with is, is, is melanoma. So what we want to do is bring awareness to that. We want people to use, you know, uh, heavy PABA, and, and, and we want people to, to start tinting. Now, modern cars have much more tinting than older cars, so people should really look into tinting to prevent it. I want you to send baseball caps for everybody. <laughs> we actually do have Yorkville Exotic Car Show baseball caps. And for anybody, we are on social media. We are on every single platform. And thank you so much, guys, for linking us. But we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, our hashtag is hashtag YECS2022. And that is for Yorkville Exotic Car Show. Our website, YorkvilleExotics.com. And please, everybody, if you have a chance, Go to melanomanetwork.ca. We have a 50-50 draw. Bill, we've, we've got to go, but uh, we're, we're going to see you next weekend in Yorkville. And, Father's uh, Day. Yes, Father's, Father's Day. Day we, will, we will see you then. Uh, we're going to be right back at Dave's Corner Garage with our friend Chris Harris from Collecting Cars. You have to pick up a hat for me. You need one too, by I'll, the way. I'll, I'll get you a hat. We have the same hairline now. <laughs> I know. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. We have Chris Harris with us, and Chris is in town for the Collecting Cars Coffee Run in Toronto tomorrow, June 12th. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. So tomorrow you get to play on some Canadian roads and uh, see some cool cars that come out of uh, the Toronto area collections. Yeah, I think... um... I say for say I've never been there before. I've never filmed in Canada, which is one of my great regrets, because actually in my other day job, uh, which is a, a well-known television show, um, the one thing we were going to do is film in Canada just before the lockdowns. So we had a big idea, big scope. You know, yours is obviously one of the richest territories in which you can film cars in terms of space and beauty. And then uh, the world decided to fold back on itself and we never went. So I've never, I don't think I've ever trodden on Canadian soil, which is shameful. So I'm very looking forward to this opportunity. Um, and uh, I realise there is, you know, it's always the case. You don't understand the level of car culture there is in individual markets until you get a bit of exposure. And suddenly you see all these cars and realise that there was there's a, an, a a community there that you, you never knew was there. You know, this is the thing I find in, in the Toronto area. A lot of stuff stays hidden away. And in, uh, in my old neighbourhood, there's a 250 GT uh, Luso just sitting in someone's garage. I know. You know, it's, it's I, I remarkable. Think, uh, that's one of the lovely things about the way the car community sort of self-regulates. Some people are peacocks. They want to be out there the whole time. You know, they've got, if they've got a shear on, it's on the street the whole time. It's out there. They're being seen in it because they want to be seen in it. Some, some people are much more shrinking violets. And it's always amazing when, uh, when you're, I can remember being in, in a little town near, near where I've got a farmhouse called Chepstow, which really is the middle of nowhere. And, and there was, I was in a fuel station, this bloke, when I, you, do you know the bloke that's got the EB110 Supersport? And I went, I'm sorry, 
I've lived there for 20 years. I thought I'd know there'd be an EB110. Because it's the only, one, only right-hand drive one ever made. And it's just down there. He comes out on it now and again. And it's broke, you know, he just drives around in a, in a discovery most of the time. He's got no... Then you, eventually you speak to the guy and you hear like what he's got hidden away. And I suppose I love... There's something really... There's something lovely about having a deck of cards that's got all the best cards, but you, you only revealed the kings and the aces now and again. I suppose I, I naturally gravitate towards the shrinking violets more than I do the peacocks because I think there's something really lovely about just casually rolling up in a 250 short wheelbase and everyone thinks the best car you've got is an old 735i or something. I, just, I really do love that. But I'm, so I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out, really. Yes. And I like meeting the people. I like hearing the stories behind it. Chris, this is an event that's sponsored by Collecting Cars and you're involved with Collecting Cars. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I mean, auctions, online auctions are the hottest thing with car enthusiasts, but Collecting Cars is a little bit different. Yeah, Collecting Cars is is heavily curated. Um, so it, there are fewer cars. It's been, you know, we're, we're flying in the UK and we're been doing well in Canada. Uh, and uh, we've had a presence in North America, but there's there's work to do there. Um, UAE is 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 flying for us. It, it, it is becoming a global platform, um, but it's it's different in that we want to we want to get out beyond cars as well. So we've got watches, which are, which are I think they dovetail so beautifully with cars. You know, we, we we've got a, a a content platform as well, which I think is a bit different to everyone else. Uh, outside of my Top Gear work, all the video work I do now will be on on collecting cars. So there's going to be a lot of content coming up over the next year. Um, you know, everyone talks about this word community. I think if you try and set up a community, you'll fail. Community is, is, is all about producing something that makes people want to come together and talk about it. That could be a physical car meet. It could be a video about a Renault 5 Turbo that we put up last week that loads of people watched. So, yes, I know, big, you know, their, their Bring a Trader is a, is a massive brand in North America. They've done a fantastic job. And there's no doubt they started this space. Of course they did. And I think we have to be reverential uh, and deferential to people that have, have been the people that started a space. Um, but there's, there's, there's plenty for of room for other players. And I think, uh, I think our offering is a little bit different and, and, uh, and there's less cues to get your cars listed there as well. So uh, we have that to offer. That is true. And I've heard several stories from friends who've tried to list on bring a trailer and it's a bit, um, it's a bit cumbersome in a lot of ways. And, and, uh, and in fact, I think a friend of mine is going to list his uh, 190 Cosworth on collecting cars here in Canada. Ah, the 190 Cosworth. Now that's a very interesting vehicle because it's got all the motorsport history. It looks fantastic, but it's one of those cars, a bit like the E30 M3, that when you drive it now, you go, this is great. But a grandma in a 318D would smoke me in a straight line. So it's one of those cars that I adore the history. I just think they're wonderful looking things. The steering's great. Suspension's great. But in a straight line, they remind you that the game's moved on, don't they? That's the thing. They're just a car to, they're a car to enjoy. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And uh, yeah, they, I mean, the, uh, the the hybrid plug-in minivan I was testing the other day would have smoked a 190 Cosworth, no question. My my obsession era is the 80s. I'd say 80s into mid-90s. That That is really where I'm at. I, I love cars like that. Is, is, there a, is there a growing community of that stuff in Toronto? Because I think that's, what's, that's the area that we're seeing everyone getting interested in. It's understandable. That's where the re- people are getting recently enriched 
that's where they've harked back to for their fantasy cars. Yeah, I think we're seeing that globally. I mean, I spend I split my time between here in Toronto and Southern California. We're seeing the same thing with with uh, these Radwood style shows. The you know the, the the Radwood thing kind of blew up in the U.S. a couple of years ago, and those shows have fallen and, and made their way across the border. So we've got those '80s and '90s car shows, and the cars are everywhere. Although what you're going to see, and I, and I know you spend a lot of time in the U.S., what you're going to see here is a lot newer. Uh, 80s and especially 90s cars uh, and even later because we have a 15-year import rule where the U.S. is 25 years. Okay, so, you, so you've actually got stuff coming in from, okay, late 90s, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, and no trouble at all. So there's lots of cool things. Uh, I know a shop that, that uh, stores several R34s for Americans. So what would you have from that era? I'm, I'm going to say you're allowed a car from 86 to 94. What's your car going to be? Uh, the last of the Mark II GTIs, two liter, sixteen valve. Really, I I had several of them in the in the era, and, and you know I drove one not too long ago, and I know it's it's a it's a completely vintage driving experience now. But I I have a real soft spot for those. I had several of them in in the era, and I'd love to have a two liter, sixteen valve GTI. I, I um, would you go for the later big bumper one with the slightly bigger bumper, or you go yeah. for the small bumper? Yeah, the, uh, you know, I had the small bumper cars, and uh, maybe I got that out of my system. But uh, I'd love to have the big bumper car with uh, we had we had Recaros and uh, those fifteen inch BBS wheels on the on the car at the time. To me, that would be the the Radwood car. What collecting cars teaches you is this is a meritocracy. Something's only worth what you want to pay for it, mm-hmm. and if. That vehicle, albeit not very good to drive or poorly built, triggers an emotion or a memory or a sense of, most importantly, I always promised myself that when I did well, I'd have one of those, then it's worth whatever you want to pay for it. Absolutely. And, and that's, you know, I think that's what we're seeing in, in this uh, collectible car market is, is people are, are buying their dreams now and it doesn't matter what it costs. Yeah. I mean, we've all got that. And I've, I'm, I'm actually writing a column because I'm about to start a, a weekly column on collecting cars. The written words where I came from, and quite keen to get back there. Um, even if no one bothers reading it, I'll still keep knocking the crap out. But it's um, I was writing about the nature of being a collector because I'm not a massive fan of the word collector. So when Edward said it's going to be called collecting cars, I went, oh, collectors to me are people that polish things and talk about being rich and all that sort of stuff. And that's not really me. But of course, my aversion to the word collector is that I am one. I'm just a shamefully bad one. I just buy stuff that never goes up in value uh, or breaks or what have you. I'm, I'm a bad collector, hence the reason I'm scared of the word collector. But I am very much one of those. You were part of the the early days of video and cars on, on YouTube, and, and you've had an interesting career. Now you've ended up on the biggest car show on the planet. What What is that like for Chris Harris? Uh, I don't really, I, I don't really think about it. It's all been a bit of a weird journey. Uh, I, I still very much view myself as the bloke on YouTube who just happens to be a, a presenter on a car show. Um, the only time you ever pinch yourself on a car show is when you look around and there's, when you think there should be three people behind the camera, there are 50 people behind the camera. You suddenly think, Christ, someone's spending a bit of money doing this. But the process of making a car show, there's Edward there, there's Edward Lovett, look, just going past there. He's about to go for a hair transplant because he's obviously got a bit of a, more of a problem than me. Um, I, I just don't think I really acknowledge it. Uh, the budgets are bigger. The inertia is more. It's slower moving. But ultimately, all you're looking to do is, is to make a film about a car that you're proud of and that you'd show your kids and that you'd show your mates. And if you're not making content that you can share with your friends, you're getting it all wrong. 
but I do know that I'm a dinosaur now. There's a whole new generation of people that are coming on that are doing it bigger and better. And, and, and I'm happy with that. You know, the, the, the Slaughterhouse guys who, you know, are, are from your country, mm-hmm. a good example of if I'm going to be replaced and I'm going to be made to look an old bastard that's no good at my job, I want it to be by quality young people. I don't want it to be. And I've been very, very open-minded, very vociferous about this as well. I, I don't want it to be by lazy influencers that just swan about with an iPhone and they've got a few quid in the bank. That's that's rubbish. I'm not interested in that at all. But if people want to go out and make great content and, and be ingenious and reach a new audience, then I am more than happy to be put out to pasture. My, I've had my time. I've had a great run. I'm not going to go away. I'm going to carry on doing what I do. But look at me. I've got a grey beard. When I started this, I did not have a grey beard. Yeah, when, when we first met years ago, uh, we met at... Uh, I think several M5 launches ago, and we were both much younger than I found the photo not too long ago. We were both oh, okay. much younger. Yeah. Which one was it? Was it the V10 one or was it the? Uh, no, it was the the V8. It was in it was uh, in Spain. In, in Spain. Okay. Yeah, I remember that F10. Yeah. F10 and whatever it's called M. They're cheap now as well, aren't they? Good cars. Yeah. Like yeah that's a, that's a, that's a, that's another good value. Well, look, um, it's a pleasure talking to you. So uh, whoever's gonna whoever's around, come and see us. Come and cup coffee. Uh, yeah. come, come and tell me about your cars and it would be lovely to see as many people as possible um, and as, as always I'll only say one grown up thing when you leave a car meet you leave it with dignity you leave it thinking that all the roads are full of the pavements or sidewalks or whatever you call them are just full of young mothers and children. You know, that's the, you know, that's the, you know, the, the best of these informal car shows uh, have that kind of culture. And, and uh, it's, it's always nice to see people being responsible, especially with high horsepower cars and tires that are cold. All the info is at collectingcars.com slash events. And it's the, uh, it's the June 12th coffee run in, uh, in the Toronto area. It's actually in Oakville, which is west of the city. And uh, we're certainly looking forward to joining you tomorrow. See you there. All right, we're back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Alan Gelman. Beside me is Brian Masks, who did a marvelous job in that interview, I must say. Yeah, Chris is great. Chris is great. And he's going to learn about uh, how bad the roads are here in Ontario. And that we drive on the other side. And uh, Well, he's, he's kind of a global guy, um, so he's used to driving on both sides of the road. You know what? I spent not very long in England, and I thought, oh, I don't think I could do this. I did. Yeah. And uh, when, of course, you know, uh, when I was there, I was driving very expensive cars. Wow. And, uh, and you know, driving on the, on the opposite side of the road, dealing with roundabouts is a completely different experience. Well, here we have to deal with potholes. That's right. And we've got uh, Teresa DeFelice from the CAA with us. How are you, Teresa? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. 18 years we've been fixing potholes or trying to get them fixed, I should say. That's right. It's uh, been a great campaign, uh, lots of success stories, and that's why we keep running it. Well, you know, like you, you put it in your blurb here, and it talked about how people are are so eager to complain to the person sitting beside them in the car or the wife or their, their people at work. But, but the voice goes unheard, and, 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 you know, nobody picks up the phone and dials City Hall. Or if they do, you can't get through anyways. But you give drivers the opportunity to complain. Drivers, cyclists, pedestrians, no matter how you get around, which is a, another neat feature of, of the campaign, is we're seeing more and more people nominate roads because they want to see more diff- different types of infrastructure. But the majority of, of people who do take to the campaign are voting on the roads or nominating roads because of the disrepair that they're driving on. 
I never thought of it, though. But I, I, you know, obviously in a car, there's some suspension. But I guess if, if you're on a 10-speed, that must really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about bicycles. Well, I, I, bottles. Cy- I cycle a lot, and, and it's it, it especially you know in some of the roads that I, I ride, they're, they're, the roads are awful for cyclists. And you've got to avoid potholes, otherwise you're going to end up crashing. Well, exactly. Same, and same as a car, you're going to have a torn-up tire and a bent wheel for sure. That's right. Wow, it gets expensive. And uh, our friends in Hamilton, apparently they got some good news finally. Well, they got the top spot this year with Barton Street East. Are they proud of that uh, or what? <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure they're not proud of it. Um, although it's, you know, I, don't, I don't think City Hall is surprised. Right. Uh, Barton Street East has been climbing the list for the past few campaigns uh, from fifth to third and this year top spot. Uh, but was, what was really exciting was that this week council met and uh, the head of their chief road official confirmed that a contract has been awarded and $9 million reconstruction project on Barton Street East is going to start this year. That's great. So finally, uh, the roads will get fixed. How about Eglinton? What's with that? My my favorite two roads, uh, <laughs> Teresa. I, I got you know. I gotta say, it's so amazing that Eglinton is so bad. It was named twice on your top ten list. I know people people take to it and say you know depending on whether they're coming you know which direction. So Eglinton Avenue East and West have been on the on the list for a while, uh, and we we keep expecting to see it there until. I would say, you know, the Crosslinks project is completed and then the city can schedule some road repair. I mean, they're trying to do a little bit of pothole remediation here and there. But, you know, it is beside one of the largest transit projects in the country, uh, if not the largest. And so uh, it is a frustration for drivers between congestion. So it's poor road surface, but also congestion. And, you know, I, I don't know if people realize on a mechanical aspect, you know, how important this really is. I mean, we're joking about it and saying, you know, uh, everybody's complaining about the roads, but nothing's getting done about it. But the repair costs can go anywhere on the light side from $300 up to $6,000. And to make matters worse, there's zero cars around right now. So if, if you hit a pothole hard enough where you take out a drive shaft and a transmission, which I've seen, you could essentially write off the car, all right? And at that point... There's new car, no car to replace it with. So this is why it's so important. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. And, and it's funny, there was a, a spoof that also came out this week uh, sort of saying, and the top 10 roads in, on the Ontario top you know, 10 CA's list is Eglinton Avenue, every single spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Teresa, I can see that because I, I do drive, I drive uh, Eglinton East and West frequently. And what's, what happens is and and I appreciate you know not everybody's from Toronto, but what's happening with all the construction that it's it's a it's like a living thing. There there are p- new potholes that develop in different places almost every day, and pavement shifts and all sorts of changes are happening there. That it's not the same predictable road every single day. Right, and depending on the construction, you know what's happening. They they close lanes, and so you're forced onto only one lane. So it it is a source of frustration. But we have heard from the city of toronto they recognize it they know and uh uh just right now we got to get that transit project done but i guess they throw up their arms and say well we got to get this transit project (laughs) done." well the transit project comes first obviously and and uh, it's got to get done and hopefully once it's done they'll resurface all of eglinton well i know i like to use ways myself or google maps and you know it gives you an alternative route but sometimes there just isn't one eh 
Yeah, I mean, there is that. I mean, basically, we're, you know, we recommend being very diligent, going the speed limit or slower so that you can understand and know how to react to uh, the pavement conditions and, and uh, take your time through it. And, and if you're going through residential because you've been rerouted, be mindful. Like, these are not roads designed for high volumes of traffic. You're going through people's residential communities, you know, obey those stop signs and things like that. So um, that's an important feature. The other thing I wanted to tell you about was that Lakeshore Boulevard East appeared on the road on the list for the first time. Okay. Um, and while while some road surface issues are definitely uh, part of that nomination, um, a big part of it was that there are poor road signs and and road markings, and and there's a big construction project going down there too. But it's always been a bit of a source of frustration when it comes to which lane you're supposed to be in, especially around the uh, the streetcar. Uh, tracks and so you know that that hopefully is an easy fix for the city because you know how can they uh, put some better road markings or some different signs uh, just to help people get around the frustration they're experiencing there especially with the uh, construction of the taking down of the Gardner East Ramp. Well Teresa thank you very much if people want to find more about CAA's Ontario's Worst Roads where do they go? They can go to casco.com uh, and uh, search up the worst roads list. You've got the top 10 plus 10 regional lists from across the province where we share the top five that maybe they didn't bubble up to the top 10, but in those communities, uh, loud and clear, there are some winners of the, uh, the worst roads list this year. All right, take care. Thanks, take care. And, and, and you can also get a CA membership if you don't have one, so that'd be a great idea. That's a good idea these days. <laughs> yeah, I'm stuck in a bottle. I need a tow truck. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. And if you haven't visited davescornergarage.com, please do so because you can enter for a chance to win a $250 SO gift card every week for the month of June. And since we're already into the second week of June, we have our first winner. Yes, his name is Mike Palmer, and he was so excited to uh, win the card. And... Um you know, uh, I think there's two Fs in fuel now. I mean, <laughs> where is this one going? Uh, I can't go there. Okay. But, and, but at least if you get a gas card, you can get some free gas. It's great. He was excited. Oh, he was great. I mean, he's he's got a whatever car he's got. I couldn't really mention it because he told me not to. But uh, <laughs> why not? I, I'm not going down that Seriously? road. Seriously. Anyway, so it typically to, to fill up his car, uh-huh. uh, regular, is $120 to fill it up. Sure. So he says, I'm only doing it like maybe once every two weeks. So, I mean, what does it cost to fill up your car? Well, it depends on what I'm driving. And, yeah, and, I know. You know just like, a normal car. A normal car. Normal, normal, well, these days it's about 100 bucks. 100 bucks. 100 bucks. All right. We've we got to just talk about this really quickly. Um, if, if you're cheap and <laughs> don't have any money. Why are you um, looking at him, him like that? No, no, no. Because no, Brian I, and I were discussing this. Yes. And this is important. This, this is very important. Sorry. You don't want to be driving around on empty all the time. Uh, number one, of course, because if you run out, your better half's going to kill you. Um, or you're going to be late to where you're going. Or you're going to be stuck somewhere very unsafe. Exactly. But the, the mechanical issue here is that you may not realize this, but the fuel pump is inside the gas tank. And the fuel cools the pump. And it's necessary that it's immersed in gasoline. Otherwise, it's going to run hot. It's going to overheat. It's going to wear out prematurely. And as well, all the gunk and crap is at the bottom of the gas tank. Of course. And uh, to replace the 
fuel pump. Yes. Al, how much work is that? Well, you got to drop the tank and you got to put the thing in there. Uh, could be between five hundred and a thousand bucks. Whoa! There. Yeah, there you go. My lovely partner in crime. My wife loves driving the car just above E. Uh-huh. And I went, you can't do that anymore. Well, it's not winter time. It'll be okay. Oh, boy. But it's like, it's it's crazy. People do it. There is a, a story in the news uh, this morning that a woman ran out of gas on the four, on like the 401 somewhere. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So she pulled over, and she takes her guitar out. She had no money left, and she had nothing left in the gas tank. So she started playing. I think maybe it was on Young Street. Was she playing Runner on Empty? I did. I hope so. <laughs> really? It's a good Jackson Brown so song. So she yeah. raised a great song. So she, where does he get this stuff? So she raised like $10. <laughs> yeah. And she went to a gas station and put 10 bucks in. Wow. So maybe the moral of the story is if you're going to run out of gas, bring an instrument with. <laughs> Make sure you have a guitar. As a matter of fact, I think this weekend there's a kazoo festival coming up. Oh, what? Of course there's oh, a kazoo festival. Oh, yeah. All right. Speaking of uh, hot things to do tomorrow, collecting cars. Collectingcars.com slash events. Their uh, their coffee run in Oakville is tomorrow. Whoa. Uh, Cliff told me, uh, who's uh, the head of Canada, best job title ever, that they have 1,100 cars registered for that event, and I know they have 500 spaces. So if you're planning on going, I would recommend going early. And I think there's only 25 kazoo payers that have actually signed up. Do we... Is, is this... <laughs> Basically, you want a kazoo for next week. I can see him coming in next week going... <laughs> so you going to go from a mob voice to playing kazoos. And next week, don't forget, if you're looking for something to do on Father's Day, take your dad down to uh, Yorkville because they've got the uh, Bloor Street is shut off. They've got the red carpet and uh, they've got for some great yeah, cars. Lots of cool cars. Yeah. and uh, It's been a while, like two years, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It just does it seem like it because you know we were in a movie this week and like you have all the stickers on the floor that are still there. Mm-hmm. If you go to the LCBO, you're used to lining up, going okay, and then they go, no, no, you don't have to do it anymore. Right. Just come over here. It's weird. So you should start a cleanup sticker service or something. No, I think uh, actually uh, our premier elect. <clears throat> That's his company, right? I mean, yeah. they made all the stickers in the city. That's <laughs> right. I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, Deco. Wow. Sorry, Doug. Yeah. Mr. Ford. Sorry. But, yeah, lots of stuff going on. And, of course, as, as Brian mentioned, uh, every week we're going to be giving away the SO gift card for 250 So that's, uh, you know, getting great response. Yeah, got to go to davescornergarage.com to enter. And be sure to visit our social media on Facebook and Instagram. Our Instagram's kind of getting fun, so yeah. drop by our Instagram. And if you have too much money and looking for to buy a hot car, collecting cars? Collectingcars.com, and there's no shortage of cool cars there if you, if you so desire. Really, so if people want to get pictures of ins- on in- on our Instagram, mm-hmm. how do they do it? What do you mean? If they have a picture of like Alan playing a kazoo, oh, well, they can of course message us on our on our Instagram. Okay. Of course, send us yeah. So do send us photos of uh, of your cars or Al playing a kazoo. Clothing, please. Clothed. <laughs> See, I guarantee you, I can't do it. I need next a week, he's going to be doing a kazoo. Speaking of clothing, make sure when you're looking at those cars next weekend that you have a belt buckle, turn it sideways, or like it always says, make sure you're either naked or not wearing a belt buckle. That's the thing. And, you know, you can, you know, if you've got uh, a jacket that's got a, a zipper, keep that away from some of these cars as well. Yeah. Can you get up close to them? I think so. I don't know. You know, I think some of them are going to be roped off, but, right. uh, you know, a lot of them you're going to be able to get up close to. Yeah. Because there's cars there from like 100 years ago, practically. Uh, pretty close. 
Really? Well, it wasn't that long ago, 100 years ago. <laughs> no, no, no. I love when they say, you remember the 70s? You know how many years ago that was? Get the hell <laughs> That out was here. about, uh, what, 52 kazoos ago. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we got to run, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, make sure you're here next week for another edition of Dave's Corner Garage. Bye-bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.